0: Welcome to The Offer, the no-sugar-added approach to the talent triangle, with an honest approach to employers, candidates, and recruiters. I am your host, Michael Glinter. (laughs) The Offer, Unfiltered. (laughs) Episode 3, They All Lie. Candidates, companies, and recruiters. This is going to be a fun episode. I always enjoy talking about the reasons that people lie and, and how they lie. Um, but it's always very important to understand why people lie. Because essentially, everybody lies at some point in their life. Um, in this particular case, uh, there's no candidate, company, or recruiter that will, can tell you with 100% certainty that they never lie. Lying is a natural phenomenon that happens in our lives every day and for various reasons. Number one, most importantly, you need to understand what variables cause people to lie. A lot of times you don't even know. And sometimes those variables can justify the reasons that they're telling you. So when you do catch somebody in a lie, never automatically assume. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Just because they're lying to you doesn't mean they're doing it with malice intent, nor does it mean they're doing it because they're trying to be fake or deceiving. But oftentimes it could be for reasons that you may not know that could be discriminatory. It could be related to their past. It could be related to what they've been told. And on the flip side, for companies, it could be that they just don't want to give out the truth. That's number one for me. I hear all the time candidates say, I was told X. But in all essence, they really—that really that really wasn't the reason. The reasons why you don't get the truth out of can- companies and recruiters oftentimes is because of the fear that the person that you're talking to is going to retaliate. I can't tell you how many times, being somebody that does not sugarcoat, I can't tell you how many times I've told a candidate the reason why I'm rejecting them or the reason why I don't like them or the reason why that they're not a fit and they either cuss me out, they hang up the phone, they they yell at me, they say derogatory remarks. It doesn't incentivize a company, nor a client, nor a recruiter, to tell a candidate the truth about why they're not moving forward in the process when they know 90% of the time the reaction is gonna be defensive. So understand that there's always reasons why people lie. We can, in many ways, prevent them by offering them an out, giving them you know, the understanding that we're not going to retaliate, giving them the open door to tell us how they really feel. So make sure you understand, give the benefit of the doubt to know why people sometimes won't tell the truth and why it's okay. Give them an opportunity to tell you the truth. Oftentimes, when I know a candidate's lying, I'll say to them, listen, I know that you're lying. Just be honest with me. If you're honest with me, I can help you. If you're not honest with me, I can't. And it's the same thing with companies. If you think that a company is not being honest with you about something, sometimes calling them out actually will demonstrate to them that you're willing to push back. You're willing to question authority. And in many cases, that could be a good thing for a company. So let's start by talking about candidates. And, and what I really want to cover initially is the things that people lie about uh, and the most common things people lie about. Some of the simpler things are education. People that say they have a degree, a bachelor's degree, uh, or they finished their education and they didn't. The other issue that we find is that there are degree mills. Candidates that will go out and purchase a degree for money Unfortunately, it's more common than one would hope. Many times, candidates think that what they're buying is actually real. And unfortunately, they get, you know, scammed. Um, For companies, the best way to figure out whether or not a candidate is telling you the truth that a a degree is accredited is to go on the website chea.org. Again, that is chea.org. This is the accreditation board. This was a company that puts together all the schools in the U.S. by name if they have been accredited by some kind of governmental agency. Don't be dispelled by a college that says that they're accredited because they could be accredited by anything. But they must be accredited by a government agency in order for them to be an accredited institution. Employment dates. This has become a major problem, even recently, where candidates will take jobs off their resume and then merge the dates so it doesn't look like they have a gap. So rather than showing that they were with a company from 2016 to 2019, they show that they were with a company from 2013 to 2019. I've already already heard advice, too, that recruiters are telling people to do this. I will tell you, it is a lie. It is a tremendous lie to deviate your work history by faking dates. Removing jobs and putting false dates on a work history will ultimately end up getting you caught. It's, it's a no-no. I don't know why candidates feel they have to do it. I know that many candidates think that if they take jobs off their resume and they merge the dates, then it shows that they're more stable. But you're better off being honest about your instability and explain why you made the changes than lie about your work history and get caught at the final hour. Because a lot of times what will happen is companies will take you through the whole process. And then when they go to do a background check, they'll find out that your dates are falsified. It's a waste of everybody's time. And it truly is an embarrassment for the candidate. So employment dates should never be forged. Now, I can tell you oftentimes what I do is just put the years of employment versus the months of employment. There's always a misnomer that if somebody has a gap, whether it be two, three, six, nine months, that there must be something wrong. But but really, there isn't a lot of times. A lot of times, we just need to get an explanation. So what I typically do with candidates go, when I send the resume, is I'll take the dates off as far as the months and leave the years. So that if there's a need to go and bridge the gap in any conversation, that can be done when you're on the phone with an applicant, when you feel good about an applicant, when you really like them, and you can understand from them explaining it to you why there was maybe a gap. Technical abilities. Uh, This is a good one. I love it when people say, I'm a proficient or an expert in Excel, and then when they go in for the interview, they ask you to do something in Excel and you can't even figure out what a cell is. Um, It's a big problem. When you tell people you have experience with a type of system software or a technical ability like with mechanical electrical systems, you're not only being deceitful to the company and giving them falsehoods, but you're also putting safety at risk. And it's the flip side. I love it when companies say that a candidate needs to have certain technical capabilities, but when you get into the nuts and bolts of the job, they're not even required. So make sure that there's a clear and present understanding as far as what technical capabilities you have and also what technical capabilities you can offer. If you lack technical capabilities, you can always talk about other capabilities that you had in the past and how they may relate or talk about how you would learn to use them. Falsify jobs. People that actually make up jobs or make up work history or even make up job titles. I love it when candidates take a... A, a, a resume, and they'll change their job titles for every single position they apply for. And then they forget which resume they actually send to you. And then when they start talking to you, you start talking to them and they start talking to you, you realize that their job titles are not matching the ones that are on their resume. So it's really important to make sure that you keep your job titles consistent. I get the complaint all the time, well, what happens if my job title is not the same as what another company may use? Well, you can always put in parentheses next to your job title what that job title significantly would be so if somebody calls you a specialist and you really are a supervisor put in parentheses next to the job that you're really a supervisor exaggerated results nobody wants a person that exaggerates what they did and oftentimes companies will ask you situational questions to figure out that you're lying so don't lie be realistic about your numbers now I don't expect, and I don't think any company expects, a person to be so specific on their results down to the you know, decimal point. I think that people do generally round up or, or come up with an estimate of how they accomplish something. But don't fabricate information because you're going to get figured out that why you fabricated it. Why did you leave a job? Reasons for leaving. I love it when a candidate says for better opportunities or we had a mutual separation. Sometimes being candid about why you left a job, not being negative, but being candid, will actually help you and not hurt you. Lying about job history, what you've done in your, in your past. Um, I hate it when candidates copy and paste their job description into their resume, when a lot of times they don't even do all those specific duties, or they don't add the things that they actually really do. Or what about criminal records? What about candidates that don't tell you that they have a felony, or they smoke pot, and just to come out at the, during the drug test or the background check, that those things are a problem? If you think you're going to mislead people or get past those issues, you're sorry to know that it's not gonna happen. People are gonna figure out, and figure out farther down the process than they need to. Does that mean that if somebody has a a criminal record that dates back 30 years, that they can say, I don't have a criminal record? Not necessarily, because people can Google anything these days. But it's always good to be transparent, especially when you're being asked. Also, make sure you give honest reasons for why you're applying. I, I love it when candidates say that, oh, I would love to work for that company, or You know, this opportunity seems like the best opportunity out there when the real reason they're applying is because they're just desperate. You know, people want to know what your value is and what you value as far as the company. So be honest with them. So let's talk a little bit about companies. Companies lie too, they lie all the time. Sometimes we don't even realize how bad companies lie. Sometimes companies lie when they try to tell you what kind of person they're looking for when they really don't even know what they're looking for. Companies a lot of times will tell you how great of a promotion opportunity you'll have or what the upsides of a job are when, in all retrospect, when you walk in the door, you're going to realize those upsides aren't there. For instance, when a client says to you or a company says to you, you have the opportunity to be promoted within the next year, and then when you get in, you realize that the person that's in the role is not projected to retire for two to three years. That's, that's stretching the truth. That's lying. That's giving people false information to get them to come work for you, which ultimately is never gonna work out. What about the downsides of jobs? Why do people actually leave a position? A lot of times companies don't wanna admit that it has something to do with them. So they'll of course lie and say, well, he went to a better opportunity or he felt like this was the wrong fit for him because he wanted to use his MBA. But at the end of the day, there's really identifiable problems within the organization. Talking through those problems and what you guys are doing to try to resolve those problems or why you're interested in an applicant because they could help you achieve the goals that you're looking for to solve those problems is really important. So again, transparency is key. Don't tell them what they want to hear as far as what the work environment's like. And then when they walk in the door, they realize the work environment has nothing to do with how you said it was they're never going to stay long term. What about the things that companies say to you that are clearly a lie? For instance, simple things like, we'll keep you in mind in the future. Do you know how many times I've heard that line? I used to say that line myself. Generally speaking, when a company says that line, there's more to it. Now, can you call them out on it? No, because most people don't like confrontation. Most people don't like being pinned against the wall. But what you don't want to have is false pretenses, uh, this feeling that they're going to call you one day. You'll hear from us either way. We'll get back to you in the next two weeks. Just because someone says that, don't hold them to it. I mean, that's a common comment that people, recruiters, companies say all the time. But you really don't know. They don't really know. They don't know whether or not they're going to get back to you or not. And quite frankly, oftentimes they don't the the negative is, is do they do they hurt their brand sure but does that going to create this negative persona of the company long term probably not so companies and recruiters alike really don't think that way i love it when a company says how amazing their environment is and how wonderful the culture is well amazing environments and amazing cultures are really subjective What candidates really need to hear is what the culture's like. Why are the benefits so good? Why is the environment so great? Telling people that a culture and an environment is amazing oftentimes means either a) you really don't have that great of an environment, or b) you don't even really know what that really means. So ask an applicant. You know, what kind of environment are you looking for? What kind of a culture are you looking for? Once you understand. What the person on the other end is looking for, you then can tell them whether or not the environment will be a match. These are all ways to keep candidates interested, keep them engaged, and really secure a long-term employee for the company. Now, let's talk about recruiters. I'm a recruiter. I've been recruiting for 21 years, and a lot of these things I've said before as well, but I will tell you that they're not necessarily lies, but they're also not the meaning of what you think they are. So one of the things that I get all the time is when I tell a candidate that I have a position they wanna to talk to them about, the first thing they wanna know is, is who the company is and what the position is. They don't really wanna talk about themselves. Understand for the, for the first part of that conversation, as a recruiter, we wanna determine whether or not you are a viable candidate, period. Not necessarily for our job, but for any jobs that we may have. So when a recruiter calls you up to ask you questions about your background, don't get pigeonholed on the one position that they told you about. Because oftentimes, when they're talking to you, they're thinking of different positions and different things. When a recruiter tells you they're not going to tell you who the company is, there's a specific reason. And let's be real. Everybody knows what the reason is. Recruiters don't want to tell people who the company is because they don't want you to go to their client directly. And it happens every day. Or if the recruiter determines that you are not a fit, the recruiter is hired by the company to determine who's a fit and who's not a fit, and they determine you're not a fit, they don't want you wasting their client's time and really ultimately your time submitting for a resume that you're never going to get. So it's extremely important to understand when a recruiter tells you, I can't give out that information, it's confidential, it's not because they don't want to give that information to you, but it's because in history, and past, that has ended negatively. So give them the respect that they ask for. Candidates are oftentimes going to be told very little about a company at the first, at the start of the gate. But that doesn't mean it's a bad company, and it doesn't mean that we're hiding anything. It really just means that we're trying to protect the client, and really, in all essence, trying to protect you long term. I love it when a recruiter says, you're a stretch for this job. So if they make you an offer, you need to take it no matter what. What they're trying to do effectively is prepare you for a low offer. Anytime a recruiter tells you you're a stretch, if they make you an offer, you need to take it. They're doing that because they don't want you to be hung up on a number. But in all essence, in the back of your mind, you know what you're willing to take. The other thing I love when a a recruiter tells a candidate they're being rejected because they're too expensive or they're being rejected because they're asking for too much. Rather than telling a candidate that they're being rejected because they're too expensive, why don't you explain to the candidate why? Is it internal equity? Is it because the job is beneath them? Maybe the company is willing to make an offer and maybe they're willing to take less if you know their motivations. But automatically going to the price tag in any situation is a death trap for both parties. Because, you know, I can tell you there's many times where I've had candidates take $30,000 pay cuts to take a job. Because it checks off the essential boxes of what they're looking for. The first thing I always ask an applicant as a recruiter, why are you looking? What brings you to the market? Give them the opportunity to tell them what their motivations are. Never assume a candidate's motivations are money. Oftentimes it's not. And never communicate to them as if the only thing they care about is money. Don't tell a candidate that you've never heard anything negative about an employer. Or none of the candidates you've placed there have anything said anything bad. 99% of the time you're lying about it. You don't really know. You don't work for the company. You talk to applicants that work there, but you don't actually disclose what those applicants say. So rather than lying to an applicant and telling them how great a place is to work, let the applicant figure that out for themselves. What I typically tell applicants is, listen, it's not up to me to determine whether it's a right fit. It's up to you to determine whether it's a right fit. So if you have things that you want to understand, you have concerns, why is there turnover? Why do people work so many hours? You know, how many hours do they have to work realistically? It's better for you to ask the company and be upfront with your concerns than to listen to a recruiter make up the answer. And trust me, it happens all the time. I'm not going to lie to you. Have I made up the answer before? Sure. I've told candidates before that a company is a great place to work, when I really don't know. The only thing I can go off of is what other candidates have told me or what my candidates that I've placed there have told me. But even then, it's really subjective. What one person thinks is a great place to work may not be a great place to work for any, somebody else. I'm gonna give you a great example of why listening to people's feedback on a company is a negative. I had a candidate one time, I called up for a job with a, a Fortune 100 company. And when I told him who the company was, the first thing he said was, I'm not interested. I said to him, I said, why? Why aren't you not interested? And his response, of course, was fascinating. His response was, well, I've just heard that they work their people to death. And I've heard that people don't like to work there. Well, what you don't understand is the person that's telling you that, why are they not there anymore? Is it really because it wasn't a great place to work? Or are there other reasons? So I told the applicant, listen, I want you to go in and talk to them. Tell them your concerns. Tell them why you don't think it's the right fit. And let them tell you about it. So this applicant goes in, he interviews with the company, he walks out, they make him an offer, and he takes the job. The moral of the story is, 15 years later, he's now the senior VP. He's actually been promoted 11 times. He would have never gone down that road and never done that had he not gone in and actually interviewed with the company and gone beyond black and white. So make sure that when you're looking at a company and you're researching a company, don't just use one avenue to understand what the company's all about. Don't just listen to your recruiter. Do your own research. Some of the big things that you should keep in mind when you're talking to people and how you can catch them in a lie, look at their eyes when you're talking to them in person, essentially. Look into their eyes to see whether or not they're looking at you. When they answer a question, do they hesitate? Do they give you a quick response? Do they give you a thorough response? Or do they give you a generic response? Oftentimes, when someone gives you a hesitated response or a generic response, they're theoretically either making something up or they're blowing something up to more than it really is. Listen to the answers. Listen to the sounds. I love it when a candidate sighs. You know something is bothering them. When you ask them if they want to relocate and they sigh, Clearly, that's an indication they really don't want to move. But we have happy ears when they say, "Oh yeah, I'll relocate." Then we're like, "Okay, great." But but that sigh is a clear indication that's not really what they want to do. So how quickly do they respond? What are their mannerisms? What are the sounds that they make? These are all ways to figure out whether or not somebody is telling you the truth or somebody's lying. Lastly, and the most common thing that companies use to determine whether or not somebody is lying or not, and the best way for them to validate someone's experience is asking multiple questions multiple ways. Have you ever been in an interview, and you go interview with all these different people, and they're all asking a similar question, not the same question, but similar, and it seems to be yielding the same response? Well, there's a reason they're doing that. They're trying to see if you're going to give a consistent answer. If you give a consistent answer, it's usually indicative to the fact that you really do have that experience and you really are telling the truth. However, if you give an inconsistent answer, oftentimes, what does that tell them? You're making it up. These are just the little nuances of things that you can watch out for, reasons why candidates lie, reasons why companies lie, and reasons why recruiters lie. Now, the real question is, will you admit that you lie? I appreciate your time today. Remember, if you have any questions, comments, feedbacks, you want to get with me on coaching, you want to talk to me about uh, resumes and how you can do a better job at, at, at building your resume, reach out to me, michael at michaelglinter.com. You can also go to my website, michaelglinter.com. There's also many ways you can link up to me on my social media. You can check out my social media links to this podcast. and I encourage you to really think about you know, the things that we spoke about today as far as what motivates people. And if you have any questions or concerns and or you want to make suggestions on topics that we need to hear about in the future, unfiltered topics that people don't necessarily want to talk about, please reach out to me. And I wish you luck in proceeding with your candidates and your companies.